Well, here we are. It's another week here in Hollywood, and stars are still doing the same old shit. I think we should just call them... I, I don't even know. I mean, it's like they, they some plunging ass fools just bringing old shit back up. I mean, you got Eminem and Nick Cannon still talking about the same old shit. You got people mad at Lizzo for the same old shit. Uh, I don't. You got, I mean, come on. Golden Globe still shutting out black people. Same old shit. I'm rooting for everybody black. Listen, get me a plumber. <laughs> Why? Because I'm tired of them bringing up all this old shit. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start this show. is a monologue. I had to get some stuff off my chest. No, 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 no. Listen, I had to get it off my chest because I'm sick of it. We've gone inside the actor's studio. I'm sick of it. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Steps for me. Is this a Dev Jam poetry slam? Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. Exactly what it is. Are we calling it? What's the title? Same old shit. Same old shit. Plunging. Plunging ass food. Plunging. Same old shit. What's going on, everybody? Hey, I'm, I'm Marcus Drew Steele, and I'm Trent Rashad, and you are listening to Cold, Cold Pop. Pop. Um, yes, there is so much going on. We have a jam-packed show for you today. Yes, we do. We're catching up. There's a lot of things that happened over the last week and a half that we want to talk about because, come on, I mean, we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't. Certainly. So, uh, before we get into all of that first, okay. let's get into what we did. Yes. Do you want to so, go first or you want me to go? Let's get into the gig. Uh, okay, Monet's. I know, right? Right. I love issues. that show. Right. Right. Shout out to Monet's. Copyright. I love the exchange. Copyright. Rate. So don't copy right. me. Let's get into the gig. Um, what you got? And she has uh, yes. this universe on. Yeah, there. So yeah. I, yeah. Like, I haven't oh, seen it shoot. yet. I might. Okay. I need to watch it. So I was like, all right, come on now, get it together. But anyways, <laughs> back to us. Um, How was your week? Past weekend, what was going it on? It was good. I, honey, I was sleepless in Seattle, getting my <laughs> life. No, you were sweating in Seattle. No, I was not. Okay, so I wasn't sweating because <laughs> it was cold. But I was definitely getting my life walking up the Seattle, um, the Seattle terrain, Heels. um, and mountains, <laughs> uh, 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 there. But mountains. I was in Seattle for for work and was able to do a little bit of um, play while I was there as well. So I had a really good time. Um, it was, it's good to get away, you it know, is. when you, whenever you can. And it even is. though I was there for work, I did find some time to just kind of, you know, um, to take for myself. And, good. you know, I caught some shows. I, good. we went out. It was so funny because, um, I was actually there on Founders Day. Yes. Uh, so for yeah. those who don't know, we are both members of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And if you don't know, I you know. was, um, <laughs> so I was actually there on Founders Day, mm-hmm. and I was, I mean, we were out. We were just out kind of walking the streets, mm-hmm. looking for, like, a place to go, and I was like, oh, this bar looks cool, y'all. Like, let's go in here now. Keep in mind, it's me and my work friends, and so we're, like, right. hanging out. And Do I'm they like, know you're part of a fraternity? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they're all, um, one is part of a fraternity, one is part of a sorority as well. So, oh, okay. 
um, we were all hanging out, and I was like, well, let's just go in here. It looks like some color in here, because that's the <laughs> other thing about Seattle. You know, it's like, very it's very, yeah. you know, we are very used pale. very sparingly um, <laughs> in Seattle. And so I was like, oh, it looks like some, you know, some people are in here. Um, some melanin is in here. And so I walked in, mm-hmm. and I just see all of these well-dressed black men, and I'm like, hmm. This is a Founders Day event. <laughs> Clearly. And then lo and behold, I see like the black and gold banner and I see, uh, you know, that one old head who got the Perry on. Got every from ounce of the, Perry he owns. Or, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> and so to the ties, that was fun. Um, I had I had a good time with them, though. I got to meet some, some nice. bros from the West Coast and um, actually met a bro from Kentucky, one from Florida, like so places I've, mm-hmm. you know, lived before previously. Oh, nice. And so, cool. yeah, it was good. But... Um, overall had a really great weekend in Seattle. I've always wanted to go and it, I loved the rain. It rained every day that I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, was that like sarcastic? I love the rain or no, I absolutely love the rain. Like no Missy Elliott over here. Um, but I, I actually love it. I like and, the thunderstorm. um, so it was cool. It was cool to do that. What did you do? Um, so back on this side of the country, we also celebrated Founders Day. We went to, um, what was that bar? What did they say that bar? Persona? You went to Persona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Persona. Um, it was good. It was interesting. It was fun. You know, it was it was something to do. I mean, everybody was out and about. You know, I mean, obviously, you're not drinking in your letters. So, I mean, we had no pair or anything on, but that rule doesn't apply to everyone, I guess. We'll leave that there. Well, amongst <laughs> bros, I feel like it's fine. Uh, sure. Okay. Mm, amongst know. yeah, just, if we're all together, if we're just just us, like I agree to disagree on that. But okay. Um, sure. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I, mm, I thought it was like is it all bros? Is it all bros or well, is it just no, like no? Any, I mean, like, like there were still other people there. Like I mean, like it's persona. They, nobody rented out the bar or anything. It's just where people started decided to mm. congregate. So. Oh no. I don't know. But anyways, but we did that. And then the weekend, I didn't do anything. You know, it was a very chill weekend for me. Like, I've been learning. My weeks go so hard that, like, my weekends, I try to make it a point to self-care and kind of do whatever I want to. self-care. I spent a lot of time catching up on some TV shows and watching some... uh, Take you away. Watching, um, uh, I watched some old movies. I watched Why Did I Get Married again. That was fun. It was a good one. Okay. Um, I also watched some other old movies. Oh, I watched, let me tell you, I watched Queen of the Damned this past weekend. It's on Netflix. And Eh. I was like, Aaliyah, that's wrong. That movie's bad. (laughs) I know. That movie was was really bad. It's not good. Aaliyah did good. I mean, like, it was good. That was her, like, first theatrical role, I think. No. Yeah. Oh, well. Mm Romeo Must Die. Was that before Queen of the Dam? Yes. Queen of the Dam was the movie that was not finished when she... Queen of the Dam was not finished when Aaliyah passed yes, away. Her correct. brother had to finish it. Correct. Correct. Her brother... What, what do you mean? Her brother Rayshawn had to go and do some voiceover. Did he? Yes. Okay. I think I remember that. Um, there was something significant about them. More maybe it was the, like the first departure from her to do something different. Because I mean, Romeo almost died. It's still she was still the hip hop artist. You know, she was girl. actually supposed to do the Matrix. Yeah, I'm gonna say Jada Pinkett took um, got her role um, after she died. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, did that. Watched a few movies and stuff, but very chill, very relaxing, and you know, kept it real low key. You know, that's how I, that's how I do. Real, real low key. Okay, low, it's low key. 
<laughs> so laying it, it low and spreading it wide and giving every even, man the key. Not this lady. I am a woman. Yeah, a, a loose woman. <laughs> woman, thou art loose. Classy. Uh, <laughs> All right, what T D Jakes? Right, <laughs> yeah, woman, thou Mr. art T.D. loose. Jakes. Um, well, cool, 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 cool. Um, I think you know as we kind of start to get into this holiday. A season. There's also, also a we're special. We're at house again, so any noises I'm not responsible for. Just want to put that disclosure Girl, out there. Ah, I mean because yeah. I, I mean I'm we're going to hear street traffic. Yeah, I, I live just... in a vibrant, bustling part of town, and you live in the suburbs. So got it. I have to still underwhelmed. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> this is what it is. This is still what it's like in the city. Um. So yeah. Well, cool. And then we have a really special weekend coming up. Yes, we do. We'll talk about it next week. Oh, you want to talk about next week? Uh, I mean, like, will it has... Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about it. Stay tuned. I mean, Uh, it's no secret. (laughs) It's my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an old bitch now. Yes, 40 and fab. 40 and fabulous. I wish. No, I don't wish, actually. I'll be 31. So, or I... Well, no, wait. When this comes... If this comes out on Monday, today is actually my birthday. I'm 31 today. Yeah. And so, everybody, I'll put my Venmo. What is that? That's what the kids are doing now. I'll put my cash app up. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody can say happy birthday. I'm going to give a registry for my birthday. So, right. Send <laughs> me wish all kinds of apartment things because okay. that's what my grown ass needs right now. I need, a, I need a coffee table. I need some blackout okay. curtains. I want a weighted comforter, weighted blanket. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've got a registry cute. myself. Cute, cute, cute. Okay, let's keep this moving. Yeah. Let's keep it pushing. Well, let's go ahead and um, we're going to move on to our next segment. Entitled Woo Child. And yes, we have a lot to talk about. So, all right, well, you go first. All right, let's go ahead and hop right in it. The first thing I want to talk about is y'all remember the actor from Aladdin that just came out this year, the live action Aladdin. His name yeah. is Mina Musad. Mina Musad. Um, he was Aladdin, you know. I, I thought he did a decent job. That movie was not great. I thought movie was the movie bad. was okay. That movie was bad. It looked bad. Uh, did you see it? Yes. Okay. I, I was did. Say, let's start there. It looked bad. Hold so on now before you want to read. read. Right. Because <laughs> no. did you I, even see I saw the, the movie, movie and it was bad. <laughs> I saw the movie and it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, she no. looked bad. <laughs> the tights were ripped. <laughs> no. So obviously Aladdin came out this year and Minimasad played at Aladdin and he just released. Uh, he got interviewed by a publication and he was talking about how oh, like he got interviewed by the Daily Beast actually and he says in quote I'm kind of tired of staying quiet about it I want people to know that it's not always dandelions and roses when you're doing something like Aladdin he must have made millions is what the article says he must have no. been getting all of these offers it's none of those things he said he hasn't had a single audition <laughs> since Aladdin came out I, I probably could have guessed that see and I couldn't have because I think I mean Aladdin surpassed you know passed a billion dollars at the box office it was released in May obviously it was directed by Guy Ritchie and Will Smith was um, the genie, genie. In it. but like I would have thought that this would have at least got him auditions no. now I'm not saying booking any roles no. but not even an audition Sway? No. How Sway? How? Number one, he's an unknown. Right, but okay. this was his supposed to be his number, breakthrough movie. Number one, he's an unknown. Number two, 
the movie was bad. But see, so then what's the difference from Naomi Scott, the girl who played Jasmine? Because she was in Power Rangers. That yeah, movie she wasn't. She wasn't. But that she wasn't unknown. She had done some stuff before. But but bad movies. Power Rangers sucked. Aladdin wasn't the greatest. And then she was just in this Charlie's Angels that bombed. Okay, so she clearly so, doing something right. Well, it's not a movie. So yeah, I mean, she she's clearly, doing these movies she's, right. She's clearly doing something right. She wasn't an unknown when she came to Aladdin, though. Well, I think that he should have at least been get, getting gotten some auditions I don't know if no I'm not going to be able to say that because I was not impressed with the performance and I was not um, I, w- I was not wanting to know more about who this person was I didn't even know the boy's name I hope I don't sound ridiculous but um, <laughs> I don't know this man. man sorry to this man Mina Musalali M- Mina Musad so wait the article goes on to say it says the actor ascribed the problem to his lack of experience in the industry as well as negative effects of starring in a family blockbuster he goes in to say quote, negative effects yeah he says I feel like I'm going to be overlooked and underestimated for a long time because I am a young actor I've been doing this for 10 years but to a lot of people Aladdin's the first thing they've seen me in so I think I'm going to be viewed that way for a long time I'm going to have to work at chipping away at that so he says however Mossad has been given a major role in the, the Hulu TV series reprisal which has secured which he secured before Aladdin was released so so he's going to be working so he's got a check coming in, but he hasn't had any other. Okay, well, be thankful Aladdin. that you're working. So well, that's all I can say. To well, you. the other part of that is, and this is what has got people in uproar on social media, is that Prince Anders, the white boy from Aladdin, is getting his own spinoff show on Disney Plus. Who's Prince Anders? He was the one that came to the castle to like try to win Jasmine over and was like super duper goofy or whatever, and was like kind of out there or whatever. And he like came. He was one of the princes who came to. When, right, exactly. So I mean, don't so, how, so how is he getting a spinoff on Disney Plus then? And Minamusai can't get an audition. Houseway. I don't know. Maybe he because he wasn't featured enough in Aladdin and mm-hmm. associated enough with that. So that means movie. he gets his own spinoff. It means that people are not associating him to Aladdin. No, they are. It says Disney hired. Uh, what? Well, let me hold on. Let me get to. Uh, yeah, get to it. Uh, It says Disney hired Jordan Dunn and Michael Kavame to pen a script for Aladdin offshoot centered on Prince Anders, the scene stealing character played by Billy Magnuson. Oh, scene stealing. Right. He was literally in two scenes. But but stole them. Stole both of them. So that warrants a spinoff. If he stole both of them, yeah. No, ma'am. I don't agree. No, I don't even remember that part. Exactly. Point proven. So. But he must have stole it for somebody. Boom. Stole it for somebody. Point proven. Some no. queen in Hollywood. Some queen executive <laughs> in Hollywood. No. He stole it for them. So no. he's going to be getting his Disney uh, Disney show. I think this is lopsided. I think. So what do you? Th- I mean, yeah, get to it because I feel like you want to say something about this. What are you trying to get to? Say I mean, it. Just say it. <laughs> well, I think that number one, Mena should definitely have had more auditions, and number two, this sounds like a case of white privilege to me. Boom. Okay. Do you agree, disagree? 
you know what? It's really hard for me to go to that level because I did not like the film. I don't know the kid. Well, this, I'm you not need to take, really into take it. Take the film out of it. I'm just talking about on an acting basis. You have experience as an actor, as do I, so we know what the industry is about. Do you think this is the so case I'm the, of So let me put myself privilege. in it. Let me do some empathy. So, okay, Walk so let me, set the, let me set the scenario. I'm in the show. I'm in the show, and I'm the star. Right. But the lead character, number one on the call sheet. nobody's calling my phone. And then and ensemble who is a day player. Someone who was a day ensemble player. Ensemble is getting. And had two scenes, and now they've got their own spinoff. How do you feel? Hmm. You would be ate up. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling some type of way. Absolutely. But I know that. You know what? What do you know? That the that the, the movie was shit. But the, well, so if the movie was shit, should nobody be getting a spinoff? So why is this man getting a spinoff? I don't. Now that I can't tell you, I don't have the answer. Sweat. But how does that make you feel? Um, it might make me feel a certain type of way, but do you feel mad? Do you feel like you've been? So, I, feel I don't like feel someone's mad. trying to set me up. No, I don't <laughs> feel mad, and I don't feel like anybody's trying to set me up. I'm. My mindset is different, to be honest with you. And, like, yes, this might be white privilege. This might be, you know, whatever. But I just, I'm going, I like, my mindset is I have to focus on me. And what can I do? And whining about not getting any auditions in an interview with the Daily Beast is not the road I'm going to take. Well, and so, for starters, number one, I feel like you're trying to trivialize this. No, 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 no. Because this is not, this was Don't not his first move. Like, he said he had been quiet about this for quite some time and, like, didn't want to say anything. But I had got, it had gotten to the point where it got so frustrating. It's like, why am I, why am I not being, you know, so... When you when you Who lead are, a movie, are you talking to your agent? Like, right? Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, when when you lead a movie and like you're the name of the namesake of this huge billion dollar movie, like your agency agency should be sending you on auditions, or you should at least be booking auditions. You know, at least getting in the room. But mm-hmm. if none of that's ever happening, then clearly there needs to be there's some questioning happening, and there's some fishies going on. Do we feel like this has ever happened in Hollywood before? Absolutely. Okay. To is it only to actors of color, or has it happened to white people before? Too? I can't speak for uh, white people. I can only speak for actors of color as being one, and that's absolutely happened. It's happened to me. Wait, wait. When were you the star of a movie? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like <laughs> not getting an audition, but then somebody. Okay, else no, no, no. Audition. I'm saying has this happened before? An unknown has come about in a film, led the film. And we've not seen them, heard from them ever again. Well, first, I think you got to rewind and think about how many actors of color have been able have the opportunity to lead a film, because there's plenty of white actors and actresses who come out of obscurity, like Jennifer Lawrence and like uh, well, the old girl, um, and lead films and go on to skyrocket and have major careers. But how yeah. many actors of color are actually getting that opportunity to start with? Yeah. I mean, that's, so that's already issue number one. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, that is an when issue. you manage to get a lead in a movie and then nobody's calling you for anything else, then what? You kind of back where you started. Like you feel right. you get you join the movie thinking this is going to be a big break because it's a, a, a what what do they call it a um, a blockbuster movie and then nothing. Hmm. That would make anybody feel some type of way. Yeah. I think I would feel some type of way. I'm gonna need you to come off of this fence and have an opinion today, I, please. I, no, no, no. It's not it's not that. Like I've already told you what my opinion is. I feel like this is not the route to go with it. 
Um, so then what should he have done? Or what should he do? Switch your management. You think he should switch Change agencies? your management. If, you, if you've not been on one audition, you need to get, you need to fire your agent. And I've, and I've been in a film, like, no. Like, you're Somebody's not, you're not, not on your job. job. Yeah. Like, Agreed. I, I agree you. with that. Like, I'm going to move. My, I yeah. agree with that. And there's my a difference. My representation is going to look different moving right. forward in 2020. And I think there's a difference because he can always go out for auditions himself. But I think this is right. being called in for auditions. For like, you know, there's some movies where you can't just show up. Like, you got to be called in for Right. And so there's a lot of projects and stuff out there like that. And that's, I think, what he's referring to is that he can't even get in the room of like other big movies or things like that. You know, not even for a lead role, but at least for like a a support or Mm -hmm. a day player position or something. But I agree with you. I absolutely switch management or agency or representation. I think that is the way to go. I agree with that. Yeah. So that's my woo child for that. So, I mean... Clearly, I feel a little bit strong, more strongly about this than you do. You definitely do. So, you've really, you, because you've been talking about this for about two weeks. Yeah, so I, you would be one of those girls who would be an out of work actor. Just, oh yeah, well I'm just gonna. No, I'll be switching my management this. and getting my and getting my coin. You know, it's not gonna. Well, yeah, I'll be getting no coin, coin if you can't get an audition. I'll be getting my coin. Oh, Doing what? Definitely going out Doing on my what? own and switching my management. Doing to get, what sway? But not getting the big bucks. So, um. That's my Wuchala. What you got? Well, thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Thank you. Prayers to uh, Mina. He's going to work it out. It's going to take him a little bit. It don't sound like it. Being an actor of color, it's going to be tough. But, you know, hey, stick with it. Yeah. Props to you. Stick with it. Some of us are rooting for you. Uh, Yeah. We we all are. Here at Cold Pop, we're rooting for you. Half of us are. (laughs) So, the other half, I don't even know. All right. So... What I want to talk about, so for my Wu Child this week, Child, like I said, just plunging, bringing old shit up. The Eminem Nick Cannon beef has somehow resurfaced this past week. Because they and be I, all up in my business like a Wendy into And I'm trying to figure out how. Like, how did this happen? And so, um, right up on the release of Fat Joe's brand new album. He warns fans, Fat Joe warns fans about this collab that he did with Eminem and uh, on the song called Lord Above. Mm-hmm. And it's telling people, hey, like, just be ready. It's, it's going to get testy. It's going to get touchy. And so, of course, p- fans flock to the song and they listen to the lyrics in which. Please do share. Eminem goes in and says the following and i quote i know me and mariah didn't end on a high note but that other dude's whipped that pussy got him neutered try to tell him this chick's a nut job before he got his jewels clipped almost got my caboose kicked full quit you're not gonna do shit i let her i let her chop my balls off too for i lost to you nick um so with that being said, you on a job, you hating hard. <laughs> I ain't gonna feed you. I'ma let you stop. Oh my gosh! So with that being said, Nick Cannon then comes out with, with a diss track, with two diss tracks oh, actually, Jesus, two diss tracks, oh, Lord, Nick. and has really let people know and is saying it on. He's went and told it on the mountain. Uh, from every, on the mountain. yes, oh, re- from every mountaintop, shouting it from every mountaintop. That he wants to see. Eminem in a battle. A rap battle? In a rap battle. Oh, no, baby. Like, that's not your <laughs> no, ministry. Baby, and not somebody needed to bring somebody him back. Somebody needed to break him back. Eminem's gonna kill him. No, baby. 
someone should have brought him back. No, no, but, no, 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 baby. I mean, what's I mean, sad is that Eminem's kind of really paying it dust right now at this point. It's mm-hmm. really not giving him a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, it took me a while to kind of go back and be like, dang, this has been going on for like almost 10 years. This whole decade. Yeah. I mean, it started in May of 2009. Eminem started it, of course. And he dissed uh, Mariah. Mariah and Eminem uh, and Nick. I'm sorry. On a song on the song called Bagpipes from Baghdad. And then Mariah did a diss track. She did Obsessed, right, in June. Which was a bop. And then Eminem comes back with The Warning, which he got her all the way together. Um, and then we kind of go into 2010 with Nick Cannon coming up with his diss track. So, I mean, it's been... This has definitely been ongoing. I'm just trying to figure out is Nick Cannon defending like is Nick Cannon just doing this to defend the honor of his baby mom? Or is this to. is this a ploy to get clout to get no. to get people to no. look at you? Let's okay, Nick, sorry, I love you. You're not going to win this rap battle if this happens. That's just that's number one. Number two, I feel like it's on his honor. He has to defend his baby mama. He's got twins by this lady, so by this woman. Even though they're not together? Yeah, even if He's got to say together. something. Absolutely. He's got to come out with Absolutely. A, two diss tracks. Hey, I don't think he had to do two. He could have just did one and been fine. But, but to me, Nick no. Cannon, like, Nick Cannon's brand, to me, is a little bit more elevated, a little bit more Hollywood. It is. And so I'm just like, how do you bring yourself to this level? Because, I mean, he at one point in time, he was a, I'm using air quotes here, rapper. No, 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 no. Make no, 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 no. That wasn't a question. Um, But, you know. He was a a comedian. No, he released a few songs. He started out as a comedian. No, absolutely. I said at one point in his career. So the rapping is a hobby. (laughs) <laughs> Your first occupation is comedian. Shady. Ooh, you a shady bitch. Ra- rapping is a pastime for you. Your first job I, is a comedian I would and agree. actor. I would agree with that. I think at the end of the day, Mariah is winning out of all of this. Because she's about to have her 19th number one hit with right, All I like, Want for Christmas no, is girl, You. She's like, the one who's winning. She's so far removed from this. And like Nick, right. like, you pouring, like you jumping in on this is to me not associated with your like where you're trying to go like nick cannon to me is someone who's like on the path to like a steve harvey like getting his checks getting his money well no like in terms of better than steve harvey well no i'm saying in terms of getting his money and like having um you know several bags you know if if that makes sense to you, right. right? I feel like no, that I that's that. I feel like that that's where Nick Cannon is going and this would not be this is not conducive to the path that I see you on. Right. Like I see Nick Cannon going to like uh like a Steve Harvey route like a Let's, almost like a like a I, Ryan I think everybody like, calls him the Black Ryan Seacrest. 
I think okay. Nick has had. I don't think we're there yet. Nick has had plenty of hosting jobs that match. He's had a lot of hosting jobs. Matches but Ryan. He's not there yet on Ryan's level. Ryan, uh, Nick has his own radio show. Nick has done America's Got Talent for a long time. Nick is doing Masked Singer. Nick has done other hosting gigs. Okay, Ryan, been, he's hosting. I but think Nick is actually. I don't think he's on Ryan's level yet, though. I think the only reason that he's. You would say that is because Ryan and I, I don't. I'm not even sure Nick may have his own production company too. I don't think so. So, uh, so he may, but that would be the only thing. I know Ryan Tyra does, who is on right. America's Got right. Talent, but I don't think Nick right. does yet. But like Nick even had his own talk show. When? No. Now you making stuff up. You need to put that wine down. I might need to now Google you, that. You, you, you making stuff up. I might need to Google But he's not on Ryan's. But I see. But I can. I, I can say. I can see him on that path. I would put him path. on that trajectory. I think he's on like I this. I put him on Steve Harvey trajectory. Well, no, I think he. Miss Girl. He's, don't do Steve like that. He's done much more than Steve. Don't don't do Miss Steve like that because Steve Harvey. They both had long careers. Has has definitely paved the way for who. For people like Nick to no, come through. Nick has been kind of doing his thing. They've been kind of both doing it simultaneously. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, Make yeah, no yeah. mistake. Steve Harvey has definitely paved the paved the road for kids like Nick Cannon to come up. Mm, co- comedy wise, maybe, but not when it comes to like how do hosting. You think, so I mean, how do you think Nick got into that? that? Like he took a, he took a path but similar I, to Steve. That's what I'm started out in comedy and acting, and then moved his way to hosting. But that's what I'm saying. Steve got into hosting late, and that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like they both got into hosting simultaneously. I don't feel like that. Okay. I don't feel like that, but I think that Nick is on that path and on that trajectory, and so for him to kind of come to this, I don't necessarily see as like, bro, that's this that's not the brand we build in. Because so, I mean, when I think about it, what they've both had their own TV show. They've both done comp, started out in comedy. They both have had their own radio slash podcast or whatever. They've both have hosted multiple different TV you shows. You gonna give the Steve only his thing flowers. Steve? I don't, I don't know. I'm not taking you anything away from now, Steve. No, 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 because you no, are. No, 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 no. Yeah, you are. No, and that's not. And that's not what this segment is about. The segment is no. about Nick and, and it is. And but I just don't think that that's a fair comparison because I feel like Nick is Nick's brand is a little bit stronger than Steve's. That's what I'll say. I'll leave that there. No, no, no. That's not what... And that's that's not what, what I'm saying. That's what you're saying, but that's not what you mean. <laughs> no, that's what I no, mean. No, no, no. You're, what you're saying is, no, is that I mean. Nick Cannon is a little bit more commercial no, and a little bit more mainstream than Steve, Steve Harvey. Steve just hosted that's the day of you Miss Universe pageant. That's what you're trying to say. No. But that's fine. No, that's but, not. So see, what, like you're, I said, going back to, what you're not going to no, no, no. do is that you're not going gonna, to... That's not my narrative. That's not my narrative. Going back to Eminem and going back to Nick. That's not my narrative. Nick Cannon, stay off of the... Nick Cannon's the, brand is stronger than Steve's. Nick Cannon, stay out of the recording studio. We don't want to see you there. We want to see you in front of the camera, getting your hosting gigs, following in Steve yes. Harvey's footsteps. No! And okay. getting on the path to <laughs> trying to get to Orion Seacrest. Will level. not. So, let me... Back to the main point. What would have your response been? What would your response have been? See, I would have done a Mariah Carey level. Like, and I done don't... what? Done nothing? Yeah. Like, I would have done, like, a who? Like, I you know, know Mariah Carey is, is good for forgetting people. On purpose. Yeah. And I would have... And that's where I would have went with it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. Okay. I feel like Nick Cannon knows that... I mean, inside he knows that he can't fuck with I would hope so. Eminem like that. I just felt like he had an obligation. Out of respect for his baby mama and his sib- uh, twins, 
he had an obligation to say something, to do something. Maybe so. Now, what? Now, should that have been a diss track? Maybe not. Maybe it could have been something petty on one of the many TV shows he's on. Hell, I would have probably done that. I would, yeah. That 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 would have been a route right. to take. But let's see, you get on TV. Let's not get, get, a, get you a, a platform to do something. You you bring in you. <laughs> Nick Cannon is bringing a knife to a gunfight right. with, <laughs> a, with trying to go bar for bar with Eminem. I love how we're both like no 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 rap battle. That's not your ministry, baby. Take the way, babe. So okay, so Wu Chow. Definitely a Wu Chow moment. What do you have up next? Um, my next story is many of you may know him. Um, as Brother Nature, and I did not know who this was. You didn't know who it was? No, I did not. Yes, yeah, so he's a very popular um, social media uh, guy. His name is uh, what? Uh, what did they say his name was? Oh, Kelvin Pena. Um, he goes by Brother Nature. Kelvin Pena is his real name. Um, but over the past week, not this, not this past weekend, but a week prior to that. Um, a video started surfacing on social media. He got jumped at a um, El San Richeria or whatever it's called in Miami. Wait, 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 wait. Because I'm not going to let you sit up here and no, 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 culturally that's, appropriate. No, 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 no. That's actually the Get name. Get it right. Uh, hold on. Let me find the name again. La yeah. San, it said the incident occurred at La San Richeria. Yeah, we're going to get you some Rosetta Sandwichery. Because you're not going to be up here embarrassing me. I think it's La San Richeria. La sandwichery. No, no, <laughs> no. It, it, it says me. swear. It says la l a, and then it says s a n d w i c h e r i e. Let's send. No, no, no. Yes, bitch. Right. <laughs> I'm right. All right. It's la sandwichery. Is what it was called. Anyway, it's a restaurant in Miami, and apparently there's video. Well, not apparently, because girl, there's videos. He got that booty beat. He got beat up. He got stomped. Um, and like people were coming to his defense and like, oh my god, why would you jump, uh, Brother Nature? Like he is See? unproblematic See? and trying to save the animals and stuff. And so then it came out that, um, and this article is from the source. And it says, according to TMZ, multiple eyewitnesses say that Brother Nature was inside the restaurant and, de- and demanding to be served by a waiter, even though the staff had stopped serving food. Everybody who wanted food had to go to the counter. Brother Nature didn't like that, so he confronted the staff and told them about his quote-unquote celebrity status. And so I think this is what led. So basically what they're saying is, and like the restaurant released the footage. Well, yeah, no, it. and he was messing with people in the restaurant, yes, too. Yes, apparently. Allegedly. No, it's not, it's not allegedly. Well, I the, saw it. I saw it. No, I saw the videos, too. And like the restaurant is backing that up and saying that he instigated this. And that's what led Definitely to the altercation. So. Definitely so. so. I I don't even really have a lot to say about it. I didn't comment about it while it was on Twitter and stuff. I was just kind of you know scrolling and judging myself. But I was waiting to save it for the podcast. But I was I felt bad for him at first. Like dang, they done beat up Brother Nature. But now to see you know to have the other side of the story come out. I think number one, the people who beat him up was still in the wrong. You know, violence is never the answer, you guys. Jumping people is never the no, answer. No, I mean at least some, make it a if fair you have a problem fight. with somebody. Yeah, yeah, at least make it a fair fight. But like. You saw? Did you see the videos of him getting beat up? I didn't see the video. Like of him they were throwing drinks on this man. They, yes, they he was on the floor was getting accuracy. stomped, and then he like left the restaurant, and they like stomped him again, and then he tried to like come back into the rest. It was just a why whole, would you try? Okay. Whole mess, All whole right. mess, Miss Girl, whole mess. And so basically, just woo child to that situation. When keeping it real goes wrong, right. basically. Right. Um, I mean, I saw a similar situation like this that just happened, but on a much. Um, more serious level with 
the rapper Saucy Santana. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, I did. With, he got shot. So he was in Miami. And the shoulder. Yes. Yeah, so shout out not going back to Miami. <laughs> Sorry about so, it. So shout out to the 305. But um, ended up being shot and kind of did this video on, you know, on social media. But then turns out some people have came in and, like, shared how he was acting in the club. He made it, like, a big scene. I think that they asked him. He was in a strip club. Mm-hmm. And I think that he was trying to, like, dance. Right. Um, yeah, allegedly and people were trying to dance. And people were like, no, like, <laughs> what are you doing? And so they asked him to leave or asked him to stop. And then there was a scene made in regards to that. Now, do I think that that... Quantifies right. him being no, shot Still in did the not warrant a shoulder. shot Absolutely, Absolutely not. not But I think you know This is this brother nature is one of the, the Things that we kind of see of like People running to the rescue and then Having to kind of like backtrack Right Well uh, yeah um, I'm scared to throw my support to anybody <laughs> Nowadays right. until, until I get the full story honey I will watch from a distance until I'm able to do my own research and figure I know, it out. It's getting bad. It's get, it's getting really Child, bad. But okay. I hope Brother Nature is okay. I wish him a speedy yes. recovery. He's, on he didn't have no marks. He didn't have no injuries. No nothing like that. He posted a video the next day. Face was glistening. And of course, you know he called his peoples because his peoples was oh, in the video gosh. too. So Here I was like, go. oh Jesus. Don't do nothing stupid, Here y'all. Here we go. So, 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 woo child. Just a mess, a mess, a mess, a mess. Well, you know, Miss Lizzo. Let's talk about it, because I got things I want to say. Well, no, I mean, I want to <laughs> give. I got give, some things I want to get off my chest. No, I want to give Lizzo props, because she was just named Entertainer of the Year. Stay in the bag, sweetie. So, that was dope. You're like, doing come fine, on, Lizzo. Like, Absolutely. Do your thing. Don't, don't even let these haters Phase you out here. Now, what are you I'm talking about? It. I'm sick of it. You're sick of I'm it. Sick of what it. What are you talking about? So Lizzo showed up to the Lakers game this uh, last mm, week mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm, Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. The Lakers are playing the Timberwolves. Yes. Okay. And she had on. Uh, uh, let's. Uh, I'll get to that in a moment. She had on the t-shirt and the booty with was the, cut out with the and the thong out. and she had a thong on. It, <laughs> now don't do that. So what? Here's what I'll say. It almost sounded like you was gonna. Um, Oh, no, 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 no. What I want to say is the outfit was raggedy. The outfit was a mess. Like, it was a, a bit, nothing but a big-ass T-shirt with the ass hanging out. That's not appropriate attire for a Lakers basketball, for a, ba- okay. a basketball game. However, what I do not like is all of these people causing outrage over this saying, you know, trying to... You're causing this outrage under the guise of, oh, that's inappropriate, when the real factor is is that they're uncomfortable with her body. And that is a huge issue for me. Yes, very fat phobic. Lizzo can do whatever the hell she wants. Was that outfit cute? Absolutely not. It was not. However, in in that same vein, where was everybody earlier this decade when Lady Gaga was literally walking around in panties and fishnets everywhere? Like, does nobody remember this? Like, are we? Are we, did, do people just forget? You that, like Lady Gaga. Because I really didn't pay attention. Lady Gaga but, went through a period where she walked around in nothing but panties and heels yeah, and a jacket everywhere, and, and nobody said anything. Either. And nobody, but nobody said anything. Nobody had a problem with it. But now all of a sudden, because Lizzo wanted to show her ass, literally. Now, all of a sudden, everybody got a problem with it. Like, Mm -hmm. miss me with all of this fake outrage. This is absolutely ridiculous. And another thing that I want to talk about. Well, wait. Let me ask you this. If Rebel Wilson came out and some similar shit, 
would do you think people would have said something? Probably not. They'd probably have been like, oh, she's just being funny. She's a comedian. Yeah. Oh, my God. I agree. So funny. I agree. Yeah. So stop all of this fake-ass outrage, y'all. This is ridiculous. And another thing, now that I'm on that point, I'm tired of everybody jumping on this hate train on Lizzo talking about, oh, she makes music for white people. And, like, I don't like her wow. music anyway. And she's hella corny and this and that. She's tacky. Like, she's I don't understand. Force her body on us. This is a black woman who is thriving who is thriving who's literally struggled for years and now her music from like decades ago is popping and like she's finally getting her shine just got released as entertainer of the year and people have a problem that's just it because when uh truth hurts and um good as hell and all that shit first came out people were like oh yeah i like this and da 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 but as soon as she started still Y'all got me on here about to say some bad words. As soon as <laughs> as soon as the niggas start getting successful, that's when people motherfuckers start hating. Well, yeah, that's when that's when people course. start hating and start turning. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. The fact that people sit up here and say, "Oh, Lizzo makes music for white people," that's no different. I said this on Twitter too. I said that is the equivalent of people in high school telling you that you talk white. Like, why can't other black people telling you that you talk white in high school? Like, why can't you just support this black artist? Because we don't have enough of those who were at the top of the charts and getting nominated for Grammys and, you know, being named Entertainer of the Year. Support me, bitch. (laughs) You know, that's all I'm asking for. Like, support me, bitch. Why can't you do that? I think that, you know what? I think it's twofold. Okay. I think people see Lizzo as an artist. And they see someone who has, who seems to be comfortable and accepting of themselves. Right. And then that in turn kind of brings to them their insecurities of right. why am I not at that level? Right. Why can't I, if that person can be secure with themselves, why can I not be there? And I think that that brings some kind of complex in terms of. I want to refute that. It's so infuriating to me because, again, like, do I think she should have worn that outfit to the game? No. Like, no, girl. Number one, why do you want to sit your bare booty cheeks on these public seats like this? Like, no. It was the same. Lizzo knows exactly what she's doing. And she absolutely, and so that's what I wanted to get to. She knows exactly what she's doing. She released a statement and she said, hold on, I got to find what she said here. Uh, da 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 She said, I stay in my own positive bubble, basically. And she was like, it's their opinion. So, I mean, it's not for me to really ingest. It's just for them to express and for me to choose to listen or not. And she was like, but did you forget that your butt was out? CBS Morning Show, Girl King. <laughs> That's what Girl King said. Ooh. And Lizzo burst into laughter. So, but the, <laughs> I'm just so frustrated because there's a lot of Lizzo slander going on online right now. And well, like, it has been for a little while now. But, like, people are being so nitpicky because right now, like, this whole the boot the butt cheek thing has led into well why are they covering her body on all of the covers of these magazines and stuff like that because there's like she's had like a few cover spreads and stuff like that and people are complaining now like well why ain't she showing her figure like why are they trying to drape her in all this material and shit like it's like y'all just damn n- y'all niggas do, won't be don't. happy like shut up just shut up <laughs> loud and wrong in the words of one of our friends shut up <laughs> just loud and wrong you are giving me 
Okay. You are giving me Chris Crockerly, Britney alone. Right, like it right just, now. Uh, and, and you know what even makes the, the, the thing that makes matters worse is that again, like for the people hating, like Lizzo literally just released a new cut of her video for good as hell and had an all black, like there was not a white person to be found well, in no, this video. No, I think that that's the beauty of it though, right? Like, like the video was dope. I, I love that she is so comfortable that she can kind of set that aside. Yes. And like put that, because she knows that that. Th- that's All not for that her. Is, yeah, it's like, not for whatever. her, and it's coming from a place of, of jealousy. Of, it's well, jealousy. Of jealousy and, and, and happiness with themselves. Yeah. Um. And so I love that about her. She just ripped a whole black school, a la Beyonce, basically. You know, Lizzo has a marching band background, so I mean, like, she just ripped in this video, like, and nobody's giving her praise for that. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, someone's out. Stop all this hating. Like, someone's out. To y'all get her. are just mad. Like, go, go moisturize. Go hydrate. Go Look, do something productive. Damn. Someone's out to get to get. Miss Jesus, woo, fucking child. Woo, child. Cause y'all gonna stop coming for Liz. I like okay. Lizzo, regardless if I don't like all Obviously. of her. I don't like all of her music, but like, I love Truth Hurts. I like Good as Hell. I listened to a few songs off of her album because okay. I love you. But damn, like, let the girl thrive. Y'all are not having the same energy for all of these white artists out here doing the exact same thing. But why? I, th- I think this brings up just this, the reason why I'm so mad because okay. it brings up the bigger issue of why are black people so quick to criticize and be so critical of our own, Ooh. but let other people pass? So this is that a really I don't good understand. Point. Well, you know what? I think I think that you bring something, and I'm about to get real deep on you. So Please get do because so people need to hear. Um, I think that we are critical of each other okay i think we're critical of each other as a people because that is something that is brought down from our parents from our mothers um and it is a it is a symptom of um what what's the term i want to use give me one second Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the that type of criticism it is almost rampant right it's almost with but all also black unproductive families. too yeah like it's just criticism for the sake of criticism but it's not productive criticism i would even call it as criticism i just call it an no, opinion no 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 but it what it is is that 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 because that comes down from our that comes down from our family and from our parents mm-hmm. and that is all symptoms of post traumatic slavery syndrome Okay. Us as black people. Okay. We have a tendency to downplay our our accomplishments, our attributes, things of that nature. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something I actually learned in Seattle. You know, you'll have a white kid and a white mom. And this is shout out to Dr. Joy DeGruy, who told me about this and changed my life. But. She talks a little bit about how you'll have a white kid, white parent, and she's singing the praises, right? Let's say the white kid's name is Timmy. She's singing Timmy's praises. He's doing really well. And you have a black kid and a black mom, okay? Black mom says to the white mom, hey, it looks like Timmy's doing really great in school. Congratulations on all that he's done. White mom says, thank you so much. We're so proud. He's so special. Mm-hmm. He's so great. Complimentary. White mom starts to think about it. Actually, black mom's son is actually doing way better. He's not only excelling in the class, but he's also 
doing well in extracurricular. So she says, well, hey, your son is doing a great job too. Black mom immediately. Child, that boy, he gives me all kind of hell when he's at home. You know, he he, he doing all right, but he, he needs to be doing this. He mm-hmm. needs to be doing better. Mm-hmm. That is a remnant and a symptom of post-traumatic slavery syndrome. I'm taking you back to the plantation now when black mom has her black son out on the plantation, both working in the field. White master comes, talks to black mom. Hey, your boy sure getting strong. Looks like he's doing all that he needs to do. Wow, he's so smart. Wow, he's getting so tall. He's getting so big. Black mom immediately in a mindset. She wants to protect her son. To protect her son diminishes Mm -hmm. all of his attributes, Mm -hmm. what he can do, those things. Because she wants 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 to to protect him. And that has been passed on from generation to generation to generation. And we've seen it because our mothers did it to us. Our fathers did it to us, whoever. And that is exactly why we as a people are quick to diminish the attributes of people of, of our own. That's why. I think I, I know that's deep. That's absolutely deep. And I think that unbeknownst to us with the help of social media, that that has transformed from a unspoken or a um a, a knee reaction to try to protect somebody it because of social media it's transformed into something that has become non-useful now or not yeah. helpful yeah i mean of course well it's been non-helpful non-useful since slavery's ended right but true the thing about it is is that we as a people we can't get that kind of out of our minds because it's been done to us, and that's mm-hmm. how we've been conditioned. That see, and that aggravates me because I come from a place of if someone is doing, if a black person is doing well, and this took me some time to get there. And the reason why I think of this is because I it takes me back to a speech that Gabrielle Union actually had um, when she was talking about how she felt like she was competing against her other black peers earlier mm-hmm. instead of celebrating them, and now she's gotten to the point to where she's like celebrating, like. If, if so, take for instance you and I. Like, if you get some, if something big happens to you and you get your break, I'm celebrating because that means child, you, you've been celebrating because I've had many breaks. So <laughs> thank you. To me, in my mind, we've both won. You right. know, because we've been doing this for, and I I support you wholeheartedly in anything that you decide to do. Mm-hmm. And so, if you get a big break, say you we walk out the door tomorrow. And somebody calls you and says, hey, I heard you on the podcast. I want you to audition for this big movie. And you end mm-hmm. up landing it. I will be on this podcast tomorrow shouting your name from the rooftop. Saying, Trent motherfucking done, done got a movie role off of this. There's no jealousy. Yeah. There's no envy. Because I'm, I am celebrating you. I'm here to support you. What I see on Twitter, there is no support. I feel like... We live in an era where we have all of these white artists who are mediocre at best, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the talent is it's there, but it's easily surpassed by your everyday black artists who we think is just like, oh, well, that's so and so who just plays around in the kitchen on the microphone. 
who's got yeah. more talent than some of these girls who have multi-million dollar record deals. Right. But yet, we would be the first ones to tear down so-and-so in the kitchen playing on the microphone who's got more talent than they left thumb than old girl who's at the top of the charts for a mediocre song and no vocals. Yeah. Like, that frustrates the hell out of me. So when we finally get somebody like a Beyonce or like a Lizzo for a change, well, I mean, we'll use Lizzo as the, the example here, who is getting the shine. She has had an astronomical year. And yet all I've seen is hate after hate after hate after hate after hate after hate on her. Mm-hmm. Hate, 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 hate on him because his waves, sw- waves on swim, so yeah. they hate on him. Like, it bugs the hell out of me. And another aspect of that, I know we've gotten so off kilter from Wu Child, but another aspect of that that goes into current what we're talking about now, Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim just came out, and people were talking about, oh, well, we, you know, the movie wasn't good, but we shouldn't be critiquing it because, you know, we don't get many opportunities. Yes, you can critique, like, you can critique black work. I actually like the movie. I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm just I going off of it. Was good. Well, people apparently were like, "Well, well, I didn't like this part or this part or the writing." You know, I didn't like Lena Waithe's writing or blah blah oh, blah blah blah. Have. And people are upset and talking about, you know, well, should we really be critiquing other black artists because you yes. don't get enough of that? And it's like, yes, <laughs> but it needs to be constructive. Like, you know, I mean, you've mm-hmm. got to have a point of view and something that's adding to the conversation. You just can't say you like something for the sake of not liking right. it and not give any reasoning yeah. or any evidence because that's not getting anybody nowhere that's an opinion that's not a critique you know and so like I feel like we're in this paradox right now of I'm gonna hate on somebody black who's being successful you know whether it's writing a film or they're the top of the music charts and getting nominated for Grammys and stuff just because I don't like her like that's not good enough for me but it's not that it's not because I don't like you it's but that's where it comes off it it's not because I don't like you it's just because that's what we've been conditioned to do with our own with our own well we need to come out of that snap out of it get out I agree. We need to get out. We we've got to get out of that because that is annoying. Like I've held my tongue all week on this Lizzo slander, and it has just really rubbed me the wrong way. Because I'm not even a big I'm not a big Lizzo fan, but I, I will. Child, I can't tell. I will fucking root for her out of spite of everyone else because she is getting her bag. She is on all of these white folks magazine covers. Yeah, and a big girl at that. Like. What is there not to love? Who cares if you don't like her music? So what? Support just because. It's no different than you going to the movies to see a movie by Issa Rae or some other black artist because it's a black movie. You go to support. So support me, bitch. Yeah. I think that people see that Lizzo also is getting mainstream recognition. Exactly. Absolutely. And that she doesn't necessarily need... You know, who's to say that though? Right, right. Who's to say that? Who is to say that? Because I'm sure if I'm an if Lizzo is working so hard to put black people in her film, like in her videos and all of that stuff, like who's to say that she doesn't need that? She's been very, which is she clearly probably does. But what I'm thinking is, is that you know we as a people have seen like okay, she's got she's definitely on a level that we can't touch and. Um, therefore, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't need us. So I'm going to tear her down, tear her down. You know, I mean, like she is not. And I think that's the last thing on this, I swear. And we'll go to break. But that's the that's what's aggravated me so much is that she has not lost an ounce of her black this whole time. Like, she can be on the cover of Time as Entertainer of the Year and still be on an Instagram video with Meg Thee Stallion twerking with a flute in her hand. 
Yeah. You know, like she has been black this whole entire time or She's embraced, well. you know, her culture. Because, I mean, there are many there are many facets of being black, but, like, she's embraced her culture and has not let that go. So, like, what do you not like? I don't understand. So, why? how is she corny? They don't like themselves, Marcus. That's what it is. Go Take us the break. I need a break. All right. Because yeah, you a need a minute. I need, I'm going to get you. Take us the motherfucking break. sedative. This is silly. All right. What so, we got coming up next? So, we are going to take a quick break, but as soon as we come back, I'm coming to you tonight with Spill. So go ahead, get ready. I'll be right back. All right, and we are back. So Hello. we've actually put Marcus in a holding room. He's going to be recording tonight off satellite. stage, satellite, <laughs> satellite. Um, OG style, um, colorism, hashtag colorism. Uh, I'm your favorite athlete's favorite athlete. But uh, I'm coming to you with Spill. And what you got? It's a little, I, I mean, I think it's appropriate. It's, de- it's definitely very timely. And so um, tonight's subject or today's subject, whenever you are listening to this, comes from um, or is derived from the recent death of Juice World, mm-hmm. who was um, a rapper. 21. I just want to he make sure just turned that. 21. 21 years old um, who passed away after suffering a seizure mm-hmm. here in Chicago. In Midway. Yeah, at, mm-hmm. at Midway Airport. Um, it later came out that there was... Um, he was on a an, private plane, private he, jet. Yes, he was on a private jet and there was um, drug heavy drug use involved. Um, an overdose. We're not necessarily very sure exactly what there have been. Like Percocets? They said Percocets. That's what they said. But just the amount and what was taken, we we really don't have an idea about. So allegedly, because I don't, again, I don't know if this is from what our reporters, articles are reporting, that the pilots of the plane called the police upon landing and the police met them on the tarmac. And they saw the police, and Juice World was nervous because of the amount of weed they had on, yeah. and guns, and, and other drugs yeah. that he panicked and, and swallowed, swallowed an immense of, amount of yeah. Percocets, and that's what led to the seizure. And then police were able to revive him using like a narcanin or whatever it is. Yep. And he revived for a few minutes, and then slipped back under and passed away. Now, this what this brings to me is. Um, because this is not the first time that we've seen this. No, this is not the first time that we've seen this, and this is has like artists start- dying because of drug use, right? Yes, and it started to become a little bit more recent, a little bit more rampant. Mm-hmm. And for me, it has had me thinking this whole week about drug use, or let me just say recreational drug use, right? Like recreational drug use. And how that pours into the, and you know what it is. It starts with us um, as a millennial community, but where does it go from here? Is is the questions that I'm asking myself. Well, it's a fad. Like it's it's definitely taking a huge rise. It's been. It's definitely been a huge uptick in drug related deaths. 
things like that. And then it came out later also that Juice World had been suffering from depression and mental, you know, some mental health illnesses, things of that nature. I think an ex-girlfriend of his um, shared his his um, actual Instagram account or his his secret Instagram account, which kind of alluded to suffering from depression and things like that. Mm-hmm. But what it has had, what it has me asking is. Um, as we become, as a society, a little bit more um, tolerant or accepting of recreational drug use, um, what does that mean for our community moving forward? You know, here in 2020, here in Chicago, marijuana will be uh, legalized. Use of uh, marijuana will be legalized. I was just in Seattle where it is legal. Yeah, so I was coast. yeah, so I was just in Seattle where you can find a dispensary on every corner, mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature. And it, like I said, it has me thinking about all of this. Um, there were a couple of studies done this past summer that showed um, some some pretty alarming things. I'm just going to read this to you. Okay, this is through the Addiction Center at addictioncenter.com um, from an article t- entitled Millennials are the most likely victims of alcohol and drug-related deaths and suicide. Okay? Over the course of one decade, from 2007 to 2017, the rate of alcohol-related deaths among millennials has rose by 69%. The rate of deaths, listen up, the rate of deaths caused by drugs rose by 108%. Mm-hmm. 108%. These recreational drugs, over-the-counter drugs, OTCs. I mean, when you think about... When you think about, I mean, the the small world of celebrity and how many it has affected, how many has who are not celebrities has it affected, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's... That is definitely that. That's a huge uptick in right. terms of drug-related deaths. Well, I mean, you're getting a peek into it because of the celebrity, but then you don't realize that it's there's ten other a lot people, of people who aren't celebrities who died probably from right. the same thing. Absolutely. And you know, to kind of, and this is my question I pose to you, okay, and to our listeners: What has been the cause of this increase in drugs or this increase in drug use for celebrities or people in no, general no for i mean for everybody let's say let's say for everybody and this is when i mean it comes to millennials yeah like um i definitely think so i think it starts at the top um and when i say top i'm using celebrity as my ceiling here Okay. I think it starts at celebrity. Um, celebrity, and follow me along as I say this, because there's a trickle-down effect here. Um, so it starts with celebrity. Celebrities have access to things that normal people don't, i.e. drugs, yeah. money, certainly, other resources, things like that. And so they start to use these things. Celebrities start to also get inspired while using these things, and they write songs, and they write hits, and they do all of these other stuff, you know, things that help inspire them creatively. And so then therefore, take Future for example, Percocet, 
Molly Percocet. Right. Write a song like that. It's a hit. So the glamorization so of it. So then it's been glamorized. It's put out to the masses. And then you have teens gobbling this stuff up. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love this song. Shout out the future. Okay, cool. Well, what is a Molly and a Percocet? You know, well, let me find out about that. Or maybe they already know. And like, oh, if the hottest rapper is using it and, you know, he's on top of the game, let me go on here and, you know, dabble in this a little bit. And so, okay. of course, they start to dabble in it a little bit. And then one thing leads to another. Next thing you know, they're hooked. And then from there, you're starting to use it recreationally. Your friends are using it recreationally, possibly. And then it's become one of those things where you look down if it's frowned upon if you're not using it in certain circles. And so then, therefore, it gets to the point to where you're overusing it. And then okay. that's what leads to the overdose. And then that's what leads to possibly being uh, taking a fatal dose. No, 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 I'm not saying that that's in every case, but I mean, that's just one way of how that the only, okay. works. And the only, I mean, yes, right? I think that that is part of it. But, Marcus, I go back to, mm-hmm. you know, decades before. Yeah. Where artists have been talking yeah. about drugs, yeah. you know? Let's go back to Fleetwood. More, let's was, go back to Fleetwood Mac, uh, Gold Dust Women. Let's go yeah. back to Puff the Magic Dragon. Let's yeah. go back to you know. Let's yeah. talk about those types of things. I feel like I do feel like it's deeper. But than it was. That. I, but I feel like so. Then the the difference between then and now is back then it was more innuendo and more like. They, they didn't come flat out and be like, oh, yeah, well, we're snorting cocaine or we're doing weed. Like, they had other metaphors or analogies in place of that in their music, as opposed to now, all you hear on the radio is about Molly or Percocets or sipping scissor and all of that stuff. It's blatant and it's out there, and that's <laughs> just that's it. You yeah. Know? I mean, so, I, I think mean, that that's part of it. It was more yeah. taboo back then, so people didn't okay. really know what they were talking about, or was guised in the message of, of a metaphor or something like that. And I'll so, give you that. And so that way, that way they were able to still express that, but it wasn't people. The public wasn't as privy to that information as they are now. I give you that. I also do think that part of it is is that there's also been an uptick in recognizing mental health and mental illnesses. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so people who are dealing with depression. Yeah. And people who are dealing with, I mean. A lot of issues. When you think about millennials, like there's a lot, there's oh, a, lot a lot of issues. Of issues. There's, oh, I got issues. I mean, but you, you know, a, an uncernable amount of student debt, right? That's an um, issue. Unemployment. That's an um, issue. Relationships, personal, relationships, dating, you know, health healthcare, insurance. Yeah. There's so many things that have started to so kind of pile factors. on and pack on, and I Absolutely. think that that has had effect on how Money. people are self medicating. Yeah. And um, it's definitely having it. I mean, like I said at the beginning of this, it's definitely having my eyes open into more recreational drug use and how we look at it. Um, yeah. I guess I would say this: we've been we've been very accepting. Of, you know, we are we we as a society, we as a group of people. Um, are a lot more um, experimental and accepting of things like that. And not that I, like I said, because, hey, I party with the best of them, okay? Don't Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But this this kind of thing has definitely has me taking a second look. And I would would encourage 
everyone else to take a second look around your circle, around your friend circle, a look, take a look at your own behavior. Mm-hmm. And if this is something that is starting to, um, it's if this is something that you're using to self-medicate um, or someone else is using to self-medicate, to take a stronger look at that and to and to act upon it. So what I would say is, is that number one, I will never frown upon anyone who's using recreational drugs or over the No, but drugs. I mean, it always starts as recreational, it right? Does, right, it always starts, at, however, I would say there's a big caveat, a big but to that. And that but is, is that I think if you are one of those people who are using recreational drugs a little too heavily, I think you need to take a moment and kind of re, um, reevaluate why you're using them, number one. Yeah. Is it something that you're dependent on? And are you using that in place of something that you should be coping with a different way, i.e. therapy? Right, I. right, e., right. you know, getting diagnosed if you feel like that you're suffering from no, heavy real. depression or something. Those are real factors that you should absolutely be looking into, you know, if your recreational use is beyond normal or beyond a certain, you know. No, yeah. Certain things, you know. And so, I mean, like, there's a responsibility because, again, you're only... Uh, one dose away from overdosing, you know. I mean, one like dose, it's a one, very come on. Drugs are chemistry. Talk you know? about it, and like your body reacts certain ways, and you know you could have an issue that you may not even know about that's only being compounded upon when you take recreationally. So I mean, it's it's absolutely something that everybody should be careful about. So yeah, yeah. So well, rest in peace to Juice World too. I didn't know who he was, but rest in peace to you him. You are so old. Huh? I, I, I really am. I was like, who? How do I claim to be a pop culture guru and don't know who Juice World is? Come on now. So that's my fault. All right. Well, that is spill for this week. Um, like I said, you know, this is this is my PSA. This is the one I'm doing for y'all. So. This is a PSA. Yes. So you know, kind of let you know, take these words to heart and and, and keep. Um, a vigilant eye over your circles and your own behavior and what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break yes. from that. And then when we come back, it's going to be time for our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. Yes, yes. Get we'll ready. Alrighty, welcome back. It is time for the signature segment of our podcast that we like to call Fizz or Flat. Thank you. Left me okay. Because okay, I was like, get wait. on it, girl. I was like, what's um, going on? Well, we talk about right in this segment. We like to talk about everything going on in pop culture, and if we like it, we give it a fizz, and if we don't, we give it a a flat. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, what do you want from me here? I need you to get with the program, okay? Get with the program. This is the brand. You need to get off of that phone, okay? Your little boyfriend ain't going nowhere. So go and put that phone down. It's family time over here. It's my now. old man. Okay. Yeah. You're at the dinner table. This is family been, time. I was supposed to have been over there. Right. Well, he'll be there when we get done. All right. Well, okay? let's go. So, so, fizz or. Have another incident like that. The phone so will be mine. So, fizz or. Flat. There we I already go. did it. Why are you trying to? Okay, see, I'm taking this phone. You need to put that wine down. That's your problem. No, I'm taking this phone. 
You'll get that phone back after dinner time. That's what okay. got you wanted to do all this crowd participation. I'm doing a, Is that uh, wine? No. We do this every week. What are you talking no, about? No, we, we don't do it like that. Go back and listen to the podcast. Y'all, are you serious? And y'all know, for those who Stop have listened, it. we do not we do it We did like this that. for the past. We've been doing this for like the literally the past two or three No podcasts. one does fizz and then I do flat. You literally like, no. did it last week. Girl, you were lying. <laughs> Roll the tape. Where's the footage? And if you did, you've edited Roll the that footage. way. You no. cut my mic to edit that way. No. Don't even. Roll the footage. We're going to go ahead and get started. You're a I'm liar. I'm going to start myself. Please do, because you're um, clearly delusional. So the first one, it's, no, it's not up for debate. It is a fizz. Like, I'm not even playing clearly. with you guys. Um, but and I'm not playing. Miss Universe was crowned this Woo. past week. Miss Zozi Bini Tunzi. Uh, maybe you should try that without the fake accent. You know what? I'm <laughs> really bad at doing that, and I apologize to all my African. Yeah, that's listeners. problematic. I really, I. Would you just say her name, Zozabini Tunzi? Yeah, I have to get yeah, better at that. That's called um, that's a, culture vulture. Culture vulture appropriation. <laughs> culture vulture. But I don't know. For some reason, it makes me feel like I'm saying it right. Um, but it's Zozabini Tunzi. And she was recently crowned. I started it, but I, I lost it. Um, I threw it away. You threw it away. Just but throw it away. Miss Tunzi was crowned Miss Universe. Yes. Um, she's beautiful. And so, congratulations. And I love her hair. Oh, yeah. She's no. I'm she's obsessed with her hair. Gorgeous. We have the same hairstyle. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here Y'all for Y'all kind of do have Come a little on, bit girl. of the same hairstyle. I get in where you fit in. We we I on top it. of the trend. I love her hair. I mean, so we are, I mean, we definitely are on a roll now in terms of our um We call it queens. the pageant suite. Yes, this beauty queens of of, of melanin. And the pageant so, suite is all black. Um, yeah, which I love. I mean, we have Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Team USA. And now Miss Universe. I am loving that the fact that we are in the space of black women being celebrated for their beauty um, and their natural beauty mm-hmm. as well. Um, it's it's a really great feeling. I'm trying to figure out now how do we capitalize on this moment. Like, let's get these girls all in a commercial. Let's get we these things We saw that popping. they had, before uh, Zozabini won, um, there was an essence Cover that there was an essence the, cover. I saw that four girls, the three girls had the Miss America, Miss Team yeah. USA, Miss was it Team Miss Team USA and Miss USA? Yeah, they were all so they just need to do another one. Yeah, let's just get a let's get a couple of them. Let's get a let's get a documentary, let's get Something. a commercial, yes. let's get this on the mainstream yes. and like to really chronicle this moment. I'm yes. not sure. I I mean, I would hope it would happen in the future, but this is the first time that we've ever had this, yes, and so let's really get this. Um, chronicled so that we can have this to share for years and years to come. Don't forget about our drag race queens. They're also all black. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, it's a total fizz for me. She's beautiful. They're all beautiful. I'm here Certainly. for it. Certainly. Certainly. She's Perfect. beautiful and she's always been beautiful. It's a fizz for sure. Yes. What do you have up? Okay. So let's get into what's been the gag of this century this past mm. week. Golden Globe nominations came out. I knew you were going to talk about this. Yes. And ain't now not one black person on any of these. So that's not for, true. Hold on. I'm going to get there, bitch. Don't, <laughs> don't rush me. Now, um, there are two, Billy Porter and Cynthia Erivo. 
um, who have been nominated. But as a whole, let's go through some of the categories really quickly, um, and then I'll tell you some of the snubs that were there. So first off, Golden Globe nominations, Best Picture in a Drama. You've got 1917, The Irishman, Joker, Marriage Story, Two Popes. Boom. Let's get down to the... Um, do you want me to do the musical or comedy? No, no, no. We don't. Get to the I don't actors. feel like we have to do that. Like, okay. can we just get to the snubs? Yeah. So, best performance by an actress in a motion picture slash drama. You have Cynthia Rivio for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, uh, Sawarisi Ronan, Little Women, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, Renee Zellweger, Judy. Where's Lupita Nyong'o? For us, she absolutely deserved it. Now, the movie was okay, but like Lupita did that. She I thought, she did, I thought she did really well. She didn't. She didn't. I didn't know what category this would fit in for her, though. Is it best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama? It's a drama. Okay. Us. I didn't a know. Drama. Yeah, I guess it would be. Or a suspense. Thriller. I would. Yeah, would fall I'm not in sure. a drama category. Okay. Lupita Nyong'o needed a, a nomination there. Yeah, where, I, where, where, where is she? It's not there. I yeah. I, that was. I was very I'll surprised swear. that Us was not. Included for anything, for anything, for anything that was like a what happened, yeah. Like, um, the other category was a better movie than Get Out to me. I would halfway agree with you on that, but okay, I would agree with you on that. Um, the other one that I wanted to say was uh, best performance by an actress in a TV series, I think, I, I think is what the role. The uh, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best performance by an actress in a television series drama. The nominees are Jennifer Aniston, The Morning Show, Olivia Coleman, The Crown, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, Nicole Kidman, Big Little Lies, Reese Witherspoon, The Morning Show. Hmm. Where is Zendaya and where is Regina King? That was a little surprising. And I didn't Both know. Both of them deserved And I didn't know category. if The Watchmen would be would qualify or not. The, but And the range is from January 1st to December 31st to qualify for a Golden Globe. Okay, well, yeah, I think. Where are they? Um, Where? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like The Watchmen has definitely, definitely proven itself as, and they didn't a get any nomination. Part of the uh, that, of the TV canon, like yeah, that show has showed out like beyond. I mean, yeah, showed amazing, up and showed out. And Regina King has. Was was amazing. Like she's doing the damn thing. She is killing the game. Like when I tell you, killing the game. The not this past episode, but the episode before, the nostalgia episode itself could have been. Oh yeah, a contender for best picture to me. Yeah, or like you know, I don't know, but like it's or best. There's a category in the Emmys like best episode or something like that. Yeah, I don't know best or best writing. I have no clue. Like. If you have not watched The Watchmen, it's it's definitely very good. Euphoria, also another groundbreaking Zendaya's show. Best role How did by that far. get looked Where over? Where is she? Why hasn't she been nominated for a Best Actress? Like, and the body, only thing that I can say, the only thing that I would be able to say to this is that maybe the Hollywood Foreign Press is looking with a different lens. Well, you can see a lot of these nominations are coming from shows that were recently released within yeah. the past month or so. But the 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 qualifications to um, qualify for this are from January 1st to December 31st. Yeah. So I don't... Where, I don't, where I, are they? Yeah. And you know what? I really have no answers for you. I think the biggest snub of them all to me is when they see us. How no nominations. How could you not have a nomination? None. 
for that incredible zero piece of um, art. No directing, no acting, no nothing. Uh, like I said, I don't know if the Hollywood Foreign Press is looking with a different lens or if this is this is definitely like, okay, black people, you've had enough. You've had your time. We're going back to the regular, like we're going back to our regularly scheduled <laughs> program. I, no women I'm, directors nominated. I'm definitely dumbfounded. I think... I, 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 yeah, I think that there will be a change in leadership in terms of how this is looked at. Um, this is this definitely is going to have this definitely brings questions to the credibility of the Hollywood Absolutely. Foreign Press. Absolutely, like and this it, is out of control. It makes you wonder, like, do we just stop submitting? Like, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I feel like credibility, you know, and to see that other award shows. Are recognizing like these the works. SAG awards, but Us the Golden Globes has definitely yeah. decided to like. Nope, we're actually not going to go with that. The Golden Globe said, "All right, I'm gonna head out." <laughs> or is it the Golden Globe said that you know what? Because those shows are going to dominate, we're just going to use this time to recognize the white people. No, because the Golden Globes is the clear path to the Oscars. Everybody knows this. If you're nominated for something at the Golden Globes, then the chances are you're going to be nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. What I thought was interesting, I know we're talking about snubs, but what I thought was interesting, mm -hmm. can we be real? Okay. I thought it was a little cool slash sneaky how they did Jennifer Lopez's nomination. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, she was a supporting actress. That's that's odd, but that's odd for me to say. So, like, you are a supporting actress when she clearly led that film. Well, she did, but, like, she was a supporting actress in that role. Constance Wu was the lead. So I think that fits Well, that's me. sad. That fits but I thought that I thought that that was so... I was like, oh, I see how y'all did this. No, I mean, I, I, I said it when we did the episode on Hustlers. I said she's going to get a best supporting nod. And you were like, nah, 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 nah. She was good, but she wasn't that good. And I was like, okay, bitch, watch. Oh, that's what I sound like. That's how, that's how you were. Okay. You were like, um, nah, I don't know about that. And yeah, I was like, Yeah, I didn't know if that, I thought that, ugh, yeah. And here she is. Well, I think in my mind, I was, I had had her as a lead mm -mm. actress. Mm -mm. Um, Not in Hustlers. I like, she her, stole the show. I definitely saw her as She definitely actress. was a scene stealer, but she wasn't the lead. Constance was the lead. But Jennifer definitely support. And you better watch out because you're going to turn around and she'll end up with an Oscar nod for Best Supporting Actress. I mean, that's fine. I guess that's fine. I mean, you were saying that that wasn't going to happen. I don't think that that's going to happen. Well, clearly she beat you once with the Golden Globe. No, 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 no. Because you said she, she didn't deserve beat, a Golden Globe. And you know what? I No, no, no. I didn't say that. I roll said, the t roll the tape back. You can, and you can roll the tape roll back. Roll the tape back. But this you is what I was thinking. Amnesia, no, no, no. I don't have amnesia. From past I know because I know what I said. But I think that I was surprised that that's how they went with it. I wasn't surprised. I thought okay. that was how that. I mean, I would have been surprised if they tried to submit her to the lead category because she was not the lead. Like the narrative of to the hustlers. To me, she was the lead. To to you. <laughs> what did they say to you? But like the narrative of hustlers, Constance Wu, the narrative surround uh, revolved around her. She was the one telling the story, 
And Jennifer Lopez was just a part of that story, i.e., mm-hmm. she was a supporting actress. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that's right. I, like I said, it was a surprise. I was like, oh, that's tricky. Because you know the Golden Globes will try it. Oh, they will. They'll put a drama in a comedy category. When they put The Martian quick. in a comedy, I was like, you know the Golden Globes will, will try it. Did they I put think, Get Out in like the comedy category I can't remember. or something like that? Possibly, yeah. but I was oh, just yes. like, They'll y'all get real. Miss Girl. Y'all get real. <laughs> real, um, real loosey-goosey y'all with get these real nominations. Crafty. Yeah. Crafty, crafty queens. <laughs> crafty queens. Come on. I just heard to say crafty, crafty queens. Crafty fucking queens in here. Crafty queens. Um, so that's exactly that's, right. Yeah. So that's uh, very interesting. But congratulations <laughs> to J-Lo. I love it. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to say really quickly was um, best performance by an actor in a television series or drama, Brian Cox for Succession. You know, that's my show. Succession my was show. really good. Do it with the red. Go with the red. Don't, do, don't rock those <laughs> Don't goals. rock those go. Rock the red. Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones. No. Robbie Malik for Mr. Robot. Maybe. Tobias Menzies for The Crown. And Billy Porter for, for Pose. Go, Billy. I don't think Billy's going to win. But I'm happy that he's uh, Brian Cox has got this in the bag for me. I don't know if Brian Cox has it in the bag, but I I think because Succession was that. I think it's between Brian and Billy. I would think so. And I think that um, Succession was a really great show. Yes. But Billy Porter, Billy Porter definitely worked his ass off this season. He did. So he deserved this nomination. So that's what all I've got. So I mean, in all for the Golden Globes, I'm giving this a flat because. Baby, where's the black people? Yeah, I'll where's def- the women? They definitely get a flat. Yeah, the lot of snubs it shouldn't have been. So this definitely gets a flat for me. All um, right. Okay, what else you got? All right, so YouTube is taking a stance, okay. and I love it. YouTube has decided, um, and this is, I mean, they said I think this move, is now like move. two years. I, I want to say this is two years. So YouTube has decided to ban videos or bar videos. Um, that are deemed racist, sexist, or insulting, homophobic, um, or homophobic offensive, all of those things. Um, What's the criteria? So this is what this is the thing is that they have not necessarily looked. They have not necessarily listed exactly what the criteria will be. But mm-hmm. what will happen is, which I'm here for, because like I said, this has now been going on for two years. YouTube has decided to figure out how they want to address hate speech mm-hmm. um, in the media and how does it has been a huge problem on this platform and not only on this platform I will say also on other social media right. platforms they can't control Facebook other all of those people's. other things but YouTube has decided that they want to take a stance and what that has kind of poured into is looking at number one the freedom of expression versus right freedom of speech their responsibility right. as as this platform line. so what they have decided to do okay is that some um some channels mm-hmm. as that in youtube const- channels yes as in youtube channels will be demonetized okay okay which which is a huge hit, like which is a huge hit a, to those YouTubers who you know rely on those ads, okay, um, for you know to get money. So that will certain certain videos will be demonetized that feature hate speech or offensive things to communities. Mm-hmm. All right, for those who do not necessarily have established channels, those um, those videos will be deleted. So yeah, 
What so, are your thoughts? So number one, demonetization is all good and all, but the videos still live on the platform. So I mean, that doesn't really do much. So what you're demonetizing them, but like they're still there for people to watch and see, and they're still getting traction or visibility. So I don't think that that's enough. Uh, number two, again, what is well, the right? Well, no. And so when I, I'm sorry, and I guess let me be clear. It's not demonetizing one singular video. Right, okay. It's demonetizing the channel. Right, but it's still, the videos are still able to live on the platform, though. So, the, yes, they, they technically would still be able to live on the platform, but then for those YouTubers who have those established channels, they they risk their livelihood so then of that. Does that give them the choice of they either have to take down the video to make sure that their channel is still monetized? I or, believe or I believe so. Or they yeah, like they would okay. get like a warning of like, hey, you are at the risk of demonetization. Okay. Please okay. remove this video or the channel, whole channel will yeah. be demonetized. Okay. That's fair. Um the other questions I have is number two is I would like to know what the criteria are for you know um actually identifying these videos and then number three what filters are you using to actually find these videos because of course you have your trending sections and your word of mouth but what about those obscure videos who are doing things like this that nobody knows about how are you finding those i think that that's a great question i'm not exactly sure of what that will be mm -hmm. and what that will be um looked at i you do have the option to report videos right right and i think that that might be an indicator for people um for them to kind of look into, you know, right. like let's 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 launch an investigation with this channel or with right. this video, and I think that that might be the primary source. I can't be for certain, um, but now that we're looking at this, like the fact that videos can be actually taken down, mm -hmm. do you think that that is a conflict of freedom of speech? I think it depends. I think if you're infringing on another person's rights and identities as a human being, then no. However, again, I think it all hinges on what what are the criteria? Because if I post a video with the headline um, faggot, but the whole video is about uh, disenfranchising um, homophobia, and, you know, and it's like, a, a yeah. you know, that's different, you know, than it's not hate speech. It's I'm actually against homophobia, but I'm just trying to get a, an appealing headline. You know, what are the criteria? Are you actually looking at the video? Are you basing it on what the videos are titled or what other what other factors are coming into play to help? Decide so, this? OK, so to kind of give you an idea, like, let's say. um because YouTube is also launching this also like comment review tool. Right. And while you're talking, go and hand me that wine. I'm gonna just oh. give, me <laughs> give me a little bit more Excuse of this me. while we're talking. All right. So we all family here now. Hell. Well, no. So like to um kind of to kind of Did speak to some, some of your questions. I could have some. Yeah. I mean, um, YouTube is rolling out a comment review tool to video owners that will like. I mean, I guess by default. Um flag videos as being inappropriate. And there's this review tool where anybody can like post or how are they? So it's both it's basically it's it's focused on how um of of what people are posting on the under the comments section. Okay. All right, I guess they may be looking for buzzwords so or certain like things like that. So it's like an automatic So yeah, so there's okay. an algorithm right. that's okay. going to be created. Okay. Um 
Interesting. Uh, and, and let's be very clear: the comment section is where it's at on certain videos, right, honey? That it goes down in the DMs on the comment section. There, I look at the comment section before I even watch the video sometimes. So I think that that will also be an alerting factor for what of how people are being, you know, are, are responding to these videos. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I, for one, I'm. It's definitely going to need some fine tuning, and it's. That's I think for that sure. The fact, okay, you have to think about this, Marcus. Though you have to think about how many videos are uploaded a day on YouTube. Hundreds, thousands, right? and sure, millions. Each video is going to have to be looked at it on case by case basis. I don't think that's how they're going to do it. I think there's definitely going to be some filters involved. So I think that flag keywords, so even in titles or something like that. And so then, therefore, but that will in itself. So yes, it will flag videos, but it won't immediately delete or demonetize. No, no. I think then from there, number one. So it's you. What you're doing is basically you're you're taking a big swath of things and you're narrowing it down. Mm -hmm. And so then you're taking a big swath of say like a hundred videos are uploaded and you run it through. And this is just me alleging, I don't know how they're going to do this, but I just assume that you're taking these hundred videos that are uploaded and then you have keywords right off of the bat that tag anything that have words that could be seen as problematic or offensive. That narrows it down to say about 50 videos. So now you've read half. From those 50 videos, I would say that you would run that through a filter that has even more keywords that, because I think that there are... I feel like there's millions of videos uploaded but, a day. But I know that, but I'm saying, I agree with that, but I'm saying is that I think when you upload on YouTube, I think we don't see this, but I think that there's like, it's, it's automatically transcribed as well. And so through that transcription, you're getting more filters that are keying in on other, you know, being more specific about certain words. And so then that narrows it down from 50 to 25. And then those 25, they'll probably have to go through a personal review as then somebody will have to watch said video and then deem, you know, apply it, compare it to the criteria that you have and then deem whether or not it's offensive or if it falls under freedom of free speech and the First Amendment or what. Yeah. That's what I would assume. There could be some variation of that, but I don't know. I mean, I applaud you two for trying to do this. I feel like it should have happened a long time ago. Absolutely. But I feel like also that this is this is an imperfect system. There's like, definitely going to be some kinks. Yeah. Right. And like what might be offensive to one person might not be offensive right. to another. And so right. like how do we... How, how, how do we reconcile this? That's why I say um, it hinges on the criteria so, because you need an unbiased right. uh, field of criteria to compare, to and compare yeah, these and, against. And we as a people, and I'm sure you two, although they may say it, we can't guarantee that that bias is not no, there. not at so, all. Human error. But I mean, I give, okay, you two, props for doing this and trying. Um, we'll see what happens. What, what do they say? To err is human. Wait, what? To air is human. Like, right, exactly. Yeah. So come on, you make you some culture, girl. Come on. All right, Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We at Trent, y'all. <laughs> come on. We at Trent. Living All right. For the my next right. My next fizz. Um, I'm just gonna start introducing like that. Fizz or flat. My next fizz, Beyonce. She was um cover girl for L magazine. Yeah. Zoom, 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 L Magazine. There was a um a part of a song. I forget what rap that was in, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, though, don't you? Sticky Minaj. Was that, is that what it is? What song yep. was that? 
Um, like boom, zoom, remember. zoom, get yeah. gasoline, boom, 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 Elle Elle magazine, magazine. Yeah. something like that. Something Anywho, so Beyonce did a cover shoot for Elle magazine and basically did a Q and A, which I enjoyed because she was like, "Well, you know what? I'm tired of the shits. So I'm just gonna start giving the answers that I feel are most appropriate yeah. and tell what need to be told." And so I just want to go through a couple of those that I was like, "Oop!" That I thought I was like, "Okay, she gagged." Um, <laughs> and one in particular. Let's hear it. One said, um, she was talking about the question, and these are for questions that Elle magazine took from fans. And okay. so um, one was, uh, would we see you at the supermarket or Target? What do you buy? And no. this came via Facebook. And she said, the last time I went to the supermarket, it was more like a bodega before a Madonna concert. Jay and I snuck into one in Crenshaw and bought some Quer- um, Cuervo and Funyun chips. Shout out to the Funyun Chips, girl. You know, I love me some Funyun Chips. She also said, and y'all know you see me at Target, and I see y'all trying to sneak pigs. (laughs) That's (laughs) Clocked. So, very clocked. So, if you ever see her in Target, she sees you, and she's going to let you take the photo anyway, but don't think that you're being sneaky, bitch. We see that that phone. No mistake. Right. You see you. I love that. Julia sees you, hun. (laughs) So, beware. Um, another one she was talking about, somebody asked her, uh, what's one of the questions that she hates so much? And it was one where she was saying people asking where she was pregnant. She was like, get off my ovaries. (laughs) I was like, let them know. So she wanted to do something that was like, I'm just going to give you, I'm going to give you the real, I'm going to give you the real training. No. Yeah. 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 Well, no, it has media training, I guess, but still like, I mean, it's her being me. Yeah. Oh, and the the one that got that has everybody talking, the one that everybody was mad about, I guess per se. Is she, the question was from via Instagram. I've been to every one of your solo tours and the ones with Jay Z. <laughs> the Formation World Tour was my favorite. Where is the video? She said, "Look, y'all the, got that in your mind." She said, "Years ago, I asked Prince to record my rehearsal with him for our Grammy performance. He said, quote, you don't need that. You don't need to record that. You own that in your mind.'" Ha! That's what she, she said. said get y'all she said, together. Prince always knew best. So you can always watch the Formation World Tour in your mind. You own me. <laughs> and people are pissed. People are pissed. They said, throw the whole throw throw the whole woman away. I love it. They said, how dare you? We were rooting I for you. Love we I love it. We were all I absolutely love it. And hey. she's at a place now where she's like, look. She's like, y'all gonna get what I give you. Exactly. <laughs> That's what she's at the place of right now. Um, and then the lightning round, they said, what grosses you out? People smacking when they eat is what she said. If you could be any animal. Oh, this was a good one. They said, if you could be any animal for a day, would you still be a whale? She says, I still love whales and I love being in the ocean. And that video was after a 16 hour press day, not marijuana. <laughs> so you know the video I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what like, you're oh, she's about. super high. She was like, yeah, no. She's like, I love whales. <laughs> It was a 16-hour press day. Yeah. Um, And then the other one, oh, this was good. She was like, they said, talking or texting? She said, talking, but trust me, you've never seen a longer text than one from me. Ask Parkwood. Yes. (laughs) I was like, come on. I said, y'all, you be getting the girls together via text? I'm sure she does. You better get these girls together. Come on. Um, And yeah, this is the one she said, what question do you hate to answer? Are you pregnant? Get off my ovaries. Uh, And... uh, Oh, the, the fun one really quickly. She said, you're, you're a karaoke. What does, what does Beyonce sing? She said, Escape, the Pina Colada song, or Hotel California. The guitar solo is my jam. 
<laughs> so very fun. If you want to see the whole it article, the whole list, fun. go on lmagazine.com. They've got the whole um, article on there. I thought it was really cute. I give this a fizz. Uh, Beyonce, what's next for you? What are you going to do next? I'm definitely giving her a fist for this. Yeah, so I thought I that was very giving fun. giving us this color. Very, very fun. Yeah, and the photos were good. My favorite photo is the one where she's got the green corset in the sweatsuit. I was okay. like, that's sick. I was like, yeah, that's absolutely sick. Go. Yeah, I love that. So, um, But yeah, I guess my, I give that a fizz. So what else you got? Nice. Um, the last thing that I have is I'm actually really excited about it. Okay. Um... BET, Black Entertainment Television, has put out an order for a miniseries on the hip-hop label Uptown Records. Yes, I heard. And how I actually found out about this is that um, there was a casting notice for Uptown Records. Oh, I saw. And they're looking for people who look like young Mary, young That are in New York. Um, (laughs) And I don't look like any of them, so I will not be attending. But... For those who don't know, I could maybe pass for a Jodeci member, maybe. Um, But for those who are not familiar with Uptown Records, this was the record label that was started by Andre Harrell. And you might you might remember him um, from making the band because he had the glasses. Diddy was um, Andre's protege. Yes, basically, Diddy interned at Uptown. Yeah, he was his protege. Like basically. Built who we know is Sean Puffy Combs. Yes. Sean Puffy Diddy Combs. Um, <laughs> Puff Dad. And Puff. in addition to Diddy, has also launched, Uptown Records has launched several careers like Jodeci, Heavy D, um, Mary J. Blige, Teddy Rowley, um, Notorious B.I.G., I'll Be Sure, just to name a few. Um, and so this is going to be what I believe is a three-part miniseries that will be on the channel um, that will kind of go from the label's inception all the way up to current day. I think it's really important because we as a people um, have not recognized Andre Harrell for the contributions that he's made to music. I'm sure there's plenty of people who don't even know who he is. And you know what? And I'm sure, right? And I think for this, I think that this is going to be really great to kind of see exactly right. the man behind a lot of the magic. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and what he's been able to do for us in terms of music. So I'm really excited about this film. Um, the fact that they are casting now, I, I'm excited to see who comes out of the woodwork. You should go. It looks, child, please. You could pull it off sounds a KC. Like, yeah, I can give y'all a KC. Um, but it seems like that they are... Put on a waist trainer. And, <laughs> Bitch, you tried it. <laughs> but they are looking at the possibility of introducing some unknowns. Yeah. And so I love that. Uh, yeah. I really love that. If, and, and so I can be completely honest with you. If I could like now y'all know I'm not a singer. I'm not a singer. No, I can hold don't. a note. I can hold a note, but I'm not a singer. And like if I could really, really sing, oh, I would be up there. Cause I could definitely pull off a member of Jodeci. Okay. I think I could pull off a member of Jodeci. Come on. So I would definitely be up there if I could like sing, <laughs> sing. You can sing, and so I think you should. I can give y'all a note. I think can about hold, it. I can carry a tune, girl. You can do more than carry. So you be carrying. Um, but no, I like. I'm really excited about this mini series, and um, look forward to seeing when it comes out. Yeah, so. I'll give it a fizz. Yeah, me too. Kudos. Fizz. 
Um, my last thing, I just wanted to give a quick shout out. I saw two movie trailers. There's a lot of movies, uh, movie trailers have dropped this this past it's that week. time. Yeah, it's get, that time. Get ready for 2020. And two that kind of stood out to me. Number one, y'all know I'm a musical girl, and In the Heights released their trailer, and mm. that looked really good. And I'm excited to see it. My boy is in it. Um, he has been getting a lot of play lately. Who is this? Um, oh boy, from uh, She's Got to Have It. Uh, Light skin oh, boy. Uh, yes. He was in Hamilton, the original. Yeah. Hamilton. He's, what is his name? I don't remember his name. His name. While you look that up, he's a, he's leading the movie. He's the lead actor in the movie. Um, and then there, I think Dasha Palenko's in is the it, movie as is well. It, what is is it? Anthony Ramos. Yes. Yes. Anthony ha, Ramos. Look at me. Go you. Yes. Um, he's on. in the movie and he's been in a lot of sure. things lately. And so. Oh, he's definitely getting his. He's coins, getting sweetheart. coins. And Lin Manuel a, Miranda. Is he the got a creator. stars born coin. Yes. And stars born. He was in Godzilla. He he's was in. She's got a have it he's very cute actually um i liked him and she's got to have it i liked his character he was mars he's he was kind of cute. cute yeah i like got him. it going on good job um but yeah in the heights released their trailer i thought that was really cool and then another one i saw it was called promising young woman um it looks really good okay i'm intrigued um if you haven't seen it i won't explain it to you i will just will say go look at it on youtube um, they've got a violinist version of Toxic as like the song in the background, <laughs> yeah. which is really cute. But it looks good. I can't tell if this is like a horror movie or like a different kind or like a drama or like a thriller because I can't tell if she's like killing these men Uh-oh. or whatever. But just go take a look at the trailer. And it sounds um, demonic. I might not be able to see no, that. No, but that's why you can tell it's a good trailer because it leaves you with a lot of questions and it doesn't tell the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So shout out to that. Also, I want to give one quick shout out. I just found out that um, Yaya uh, Abdul Mazin from The Watchmen. Baby. He's going to be in The Matrix 4. Honey. He's going to be in The Matrix 4. He is getting his glow up and his shine. And. I see you. He can be in Matrix 4. He could be in... I just say, I see you. If you're not watching The Watchmen, you need to watch The Watchmen. He could be in Trenton, too. Okay. Then, on that note, that's enough. Let me go if I get my ass <laughs> beat. Right. You're going to have around. bruises. Right. <laughs> I fell. I fell. Yeah, I fell. Um, no, 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 what did no, he say? Yeah, I'm not gonna believe though. No, I fell. But Yaya and the Watchmen, baby. If you haven't seen that, that the penultimate episode. Wow. He just. I don't even. Now know. that should have been under Wu Chow. That okay deserves. Ooh, Lord. Yeah. So let's wrap this up, please. This what is a long your, episode. This is Sorry, a long guys. episode, but I feel like it was a good one. Yes. Let's. What are your takeaways from this? My takeaway, and I go back to what we were talking about in Wu Child. We have got to learn to support our own. I, you, yes, you can be a critic and have a productive and proactive critique of black work as a black person, but stop being a hater. There's a difference between being a critic and being a hater. And a lot of you are on here being a hater. You know, let Lizzo live. Let her thrive. Let her be. She's having her best year ever. Mm-hmm. And I hope that it continues. Let her live. Stop being so damn hater. Yeah. And what, what's, what uh, To quote Mary J. Blige, don't want no hater, holleration, hateration in this oh dance Okay? Get this, get this girl. Stop it. Just all right. stop it. That's all I got to say. Okay. Damn it. Uh, for me, it's definitely going back to the spill segment in terms of um, drug use and just once again encouraging people to kind of take a second look 
at the people around them and if you're having fun versus if you're self-medicating um it's just something that i would encourage everyone to think about absolutely yeah well put all right you know where to find us on the socials at cold pop show on instagram at cold pop show at gmail.com please send us your letters please let us know is there anything that you want to know is there a topic you want to comment questions on? you want to ask us things yes. that you want us to talk about please please um, please you can find me on instagram at trenton rashad and on twitter at trenton rd you know i'm still on my ig break but you can find me on twitter at marcus d steel with an e on the end we have one more episode of the year oh my god so please be on the lookout oh for that gosh. next week um, we'll wrap up 2019 and we'll get ready to push through into 2020. That's it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll catch you all next week. Bye. Bye.